Welcome to the Trevor Staub Show, number 55. Today's a very special episode for a couple of reasons. Number one, I'm here at Collegiate Nationals right now. 17th Green is right behind me. But number two, we have Caroline Henderson on today, and we have an exclusive announcement that she's making here on the show. This is the first time for the Trevor Staub Show, so I'm super excited. Exclusive announcement coming later in the show. Let's hop right into it. All right, we welcome onto the show now a rising star in the FPO division. We have Caroline Henderson today. Thanks so much for joining the show, Caroline. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Of course. So today is a very special episode. We have some exclusive news related to your disc golf career. We're going to get into that a little bit later into the show. Um, but just to start, you know, I want to start a little bit at the beginning. You know, some people that might be hearing your name now for the first time, you've kind of made a splash on tour this year. Um, but I want to start at the beginning because from what I've seen and what I've heard, you're actually pretty new to the sport of disc golf mm -hmm. in general. So how did you yes. get started in the game? Yeah. So my husband's friend is named Brody Smith, but it's not like Brody Smith like it's just like okay. with an eye <laughs> and so he saw his like ultimate videos which kind of got him down the disc golf rabbit hole and they started playing they got me into it and I'm really competitive and so I didn't like that they were like out throwing me and you know walking past me and so I just wanted to get better to keep up with them and then it kind of got addictive like it does with everybody else and yeah. here we are. Yeah do you feel like I know a lot of people who have that competitive gene, you know, the competitive, like there's, there's almost two areas of disc golf that get people hooked. You hear some people talk about the discs, like they love the mm -hmm. discs so much. And then you have other people who a lot of times like you have an athletic background and are kind of mm -hmm. just like, I wanted to get better. And I saw the path in front of me. Was that kind of what hooked you right away was just the idea of getting better. Oh, 100%. Like I, I love like practicing and seeing development. And that was something I guess I was missing in my life because I've always been an athlete. So I'm glad that I had found something like that to replace it. Yeah, definitely. So I want to talk a little bit about that. You know, I, I read that you had a softball background mm -hmm. um, growing up and in particular, um, you know, how did that translate into your disc golf experience and kind of develop your game and your work ethic in the sport? Yeah. So uh, forehands are, it's just like uh, baseball throwing slash softball pitching. Like I think it's like a hybrid of the two because baseball players, you know, and softball players tend to like pronate when they snap, but like softball pitching isn't really that way. Like it's very up and down and that's a lot like forehand snaps. And then um, backhand is just like left-handed hitting. Like I could switch it. So I already kind of understood go. how the leg should work. It was just getting my uh, bottom hand to learn how to work. Cause you know, it's I, it top hit. It's top hand for right-handed hitters. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like, and I know with having the athletic background, you know, I play, I came from baseball. A lot of people in disc golf come from baseball or softball. Um, do you feel like, you know, with as much things as helped you, was there any kind of softball habits that may have hurt your disc golf game a little bit, trying to move them out of the way, or is it pretty much all positives? I think most of it was positives besides uh, pronation and forehands. Okay. Yeah, it, it all kind of translated pretty smoothly. Yeah, and I know I heard that you kind of have a, a background in coaching and mechanics, and that's something that mm -hmm. you kind of take pride in. Um, and you're also kind of familiar with the real versus feel. That's something that you kind of mm -hmm. promote. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so like when I was like learning how to teach kids and stuff like that, I I have a I think it's un, like it's unique for me that I can I really know what my body's doing. And so like yeah. I could get the most like I guess in a nice way most unathletic kids to do what I needed them to do because like I understood like what they needed to feel. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of how I approached like learning fundamentals in disc golf. It's just, you know, you have certain places that you need to be at, but you got to let your body figure out those moves and it's going to take time. Certainly. Yeah. And mm -hmm. you know, real versus feel is so big in the sport of golf, mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of making its way into disc golf because so many people don't understand that 
learning those feels and a lot of times they're exaggerated feels mm -hmm. just to get your body to do what you're supposed to is super difficult um and especially when you know having that ability that you, you know, kind of you mentioned to understand how your body is moving and working is is really important in, in a sport where right now coaching is not as accessible especially yes. in-person coaching where somebody mm -hmm. can literally be grabbing your arm and saying this is where you need to feel this um that's you know that's something that a lot of the good players you'll hear in disc golf mention that they were able to watch people on mm -hmm. YouTube and translate it. And that right now is kind of the key, but moving into a new era of coaching, it'll be a lot more helpful to have people able to learn those fields more naturally. So as you're getting into disc golf, you're starting to get better. You're getting competitive, shaving strokes off your game, learning the game. Mm -hmm. At what point did it hit you? Or maybe did you even learn about the idea that, hey, I could play this sport professionally maybe, like, you know, that tour isn't out of reach for me and, and maybe make a living doing it? Yeah, that was really early on. Uh, my Like, once my husband and friends started getting into it, we started watching it, and we started watching some FPO, and he was like, there's they're not doing anything that you can't do. He's like, you're yeah. definitely more athletic than most of them out there. He's like, you can do this. And I was like, I'll try it. You know, I'll start practicing, and we'll see how it goes. But... And at VPO Veterans Park Open of 2022 was when I kind of saw my hard work pay off because I was like, I had the same score as Holland round one. And yeah. I threw the, I threw like Holland round two. I just didn't putt like her. And so I kind of realized, you know, maybe this is the step I should quit my job and focus like full time on disc golf. Cause I was only getting like three or four hours a day up to that point. Cause I was still working. Yeah. But after that, it was like six to eight hours. It was practice in the morning or practice or putt practice get around in putt again. Was that kind of like a nerve wracking jump for you to make, like deciding, like, I'm going to bet a little bit on myself in this disc golf thing and see what happens. Yes. I've, I've never, I've never not had a job and not had my own like personal money. Like we don't, yeah. we don't hurt by any means, but it was really uncomfortable not having that like safety net behind me. It, it did give me a lot of anxiety because I kept asking, I was like, are you sure this is okay? Are we going to have the money? Are we going to have the funds? And he's like, we are fine. He's like, especially, when we, you know, sell our house, we won't have a mortgage because mortgages are a lot. Oh, and yeah. so <laughs> once we, you know, got rid of the house, we had plenty of income coming in that we could save. Yeah, I can imagine that your husband was obviously mm -hmm. a huge part of your support huge. system in this whole process. How, mm -hmm. like, how great has it been having somebody by your side like that? It's, uh, he's such a good support system. He is the biggest saint in the entire world. Just because when, you know, when times get hard, like for example, like round one of Waco where it went really, really bad, like poor baby had to deal with, you know, that emotional <laughs> <laughs> roller coaster, like the fall and then the bringing it back up. Like he's, he's learned to handle with me, learned to handle me with grace, but he also, um, He's the only person who's watched my game develop since day one. And so he knows my habits, my tendencies, you know, what I like to throw, my common angles. And so it's nice having, because I, you don't really get to see the first part of your flight because you're snapping through it, but he yeah. gets to see it. And so it's a right. second eye. That's awesome. That's awesome. It's, it's obviously super important in disc golf having that support system. But I think it's really cool that our sport and it's particularly the FPO division is still young to a point right mm -hmm. now where someone like yourself who has that athletic background can jump in, get good really quick and, and start bolstering that tour more mm -hmm. than anything. Just add more layers to that tour. Cause there are certainly really good players out there, but yes. we're in entering a new age, you know, with the financial growth that we've had in the sport where now we're going to see serious athletes, you know, really decide, Hey, this is maybe a path to pro. I haven't considered like, yeah, I have this softball or volleyball or whatever career going on right now, but 
hey, maybe disc golf is, is worth a shot. There's there's a living mm -hmm. to be made out there. So it's certainly really exciting. So this right. has been your, your first season on tour. Pretty successful mm -hmm. thus far with a couple top 15 <laughs> finishes at Elite Series events. Um, you know, you certainly made a splash at Vegas. I think your name entered a lot of people's radar right away there. Um, yes. How does it feel to be out on tour in the thick of it, you know, so quickly in your disc golf journey? Yeah, it was it was really overwhelming at first because I never got a chance to play my game on tour, not in the spotlight. Like yeah. after round one, because like I was like the first car to go out round one in Vegas. And I actually appreciated that because it was just like, it's just me doing my thing. And then you yeah. know, once cameras started getting around, I was like, oh, this is a lot more difficult than I thought it would be. <laughs> but it was yeah. a little overwhelming. But I have a, a I work with GK Pro a lot and they're they've been a really awesome support system. So I haven't been doing all this like alone. Like they're they've been very helpful. That's good. Yeah. So did you have any specific goals entering the season or were you kind of just thinking I'm going to feel things out, see what happens, you know, try to get my feet wet? Yeah, it, it was getting the feet wet, but most of it was just like, how much can I learn from like, each event? Like when we walked into Vegas, we were like, you know, maybe we'll make cut like, but it was more of just seeing like how I could compare, like what I needed to work on because we had that week between Vegas and Waco. And so that was yeah. like, what could we learn and what could we work on? That's all this year is about is growing. Yeah. You know, giving myself grace. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, there's always going to be a learning curve, you know, no matter how talented you are getting out there on tour, because it's just mm -hmm. a different environment. When you got out there for the first time and you're, you know, kind of thrust into that FPO field, you're dealing with world champions out there, you know, really, really good players. Would you say that you were shocked in any way by the level of play or was it kind of what you expected? And what, or there was there certain parts of the courses or players games that you were like, Oh, that's something I didn't expect. Uh, I like I already kind of was like aware of like Holland and Ella and like them like I've been watching FPO very closely so yeah. there wasn't too much shock it was actually more shock of like how many players weren't at that level that's actually what surprised me the most because yeah. like yeah. I thought it was really weird that I could go in and not putt well and still finish that high like that kind of was weird to me. Certainly. Yeah. Did you kind of like, you know, early on in, in Vegas, were you kind of just looking around like, oh my goodness, like this, did it kind of hit you like, wow, this is, you know, I made the right choice. This is it. This mm -hmm. is happening. Yes. Yeah. Cause like I was watching like other players play the hole and I'm like, oh, I'm landing there or further or around there. And, right. and like, I'm doing that with like with a forehand. So it was sure more was, exhilarating. Yeah. Was, I'm like, sure that was like an awesome, anything. an mm -hmm. awesome confirmation to be like, wow. Okay. This is real. Like I can do this. Mm -hmm. Um, that's, that's super cool. Well, obviously, you know, had a successful start to the season and that kind of leads us to your big announcement. So Caroline share with everybody what the big news is. Yeah. So I signed a three-year deal with prodigy discs. Um, uh, it's really exciting. Uh, they matched all the offers that I was giving me. They, they, they got, gave me everything I wanted and their family they make me feel very comfortable i've had their first visa in my bag which was one of the some of the reason i chose them was because i wasn't gonna have to replace literally everything yeah but you know they have a big social media presence on our side and the european side they have an awesome team that i can learn from that's so. yeah so mm -hmm. cool so you're gonna be joining the core team the highest mm -hmm. touring level team they have yes um and i heard you're also getting a signature disc what disc did you choose i chose the x3 okay so X3. yeah it's 
Yep, it's a tad understable, but I think it'll be good for like am arms because for me it's like an extreme bomber disc. Like if there's a headwind, you, know, you can't throw it. But if you got a tailwind or if you have like normal wind, it goes really, really far. That's what I was thinking, and I saw it was going to be in air spectrum plastic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I was thinking X3 and that plastic with your arm. I was like, I bet that's probably like a distance disc for you for sure. It is. Um, it is. I'm, yeah, I'm familiar with the X3 certainly. Um, yeah, it's it's so cool. So you know, you mentioned you had some offers. At what point was it like immediately like during or after Vegas that you started getting calls? Like, is that kind of when this all started? Yeah, it was actually before Vegas started. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. So it was, I think it was all, I would say coincidences. I almost don't believe in it, but uh, I was on a tee pad behind like Prodigy and Innova. Like they were shooting some kind of video or something like that. And uh, Mark was like, watch me throw a forehand. He's like, oh my God, she throws forehands really, really far. And so I finally caught up to them and he's like, hey, we should talk. And I'm like, okay. And then Lone Star hit me up after the first round, after I did well. And then Innova kind of hit me up and then Dynamic Discs. And uh, I'm missing one. No, I think that was it. Wow. That's that's mm-hmm. crazy. Like, you know, first oh, Discraft, event. Discraft. Discraft as well. Wow. So mm-hmm. everybody, basically. That, yeah. <laughs> was that just like the most incredible feeling? Like, not only are you getting out on tour for the first time, but you're being courted by all the big companies. I know. I didn't think it was going to happen that fast. Like I, yeah. I thought we were going to be in this several months before something like that would happen or even like make a deal at the end of the season. It was kind of weird to have, it was weird for everybody, including the manufacturers to do something like this. Cause yeah. usually their deals are done. Right. It's, it's really cool to see that. Like there is that kind of hunger for manufacturers to go mm-hmm. out and find talent as soon as possible. And also just get behind players, be like, Hey, this player's mm-hmm. not sponsored. Like let's get behind them and make something happen. Um, and certainly, you know, Signing with Prodigy, big company, been around the sport for a while. Mm-hmm. Really, really cool. So one of the big questions I had is, obviously, your season has begun. You have a bag of discs already that you've been mm-hmm. succeeding with. What's it going to be like building out a bag during the middle of the season? Is that something that's a little nerve-wracking? Is it something Prodigy's helping you with? Uh, yeah, they are helping me uh, make that transition. Like Will Shustrick, you know, he gave me a lot of advice on which discs to throw and what he thought would be best. Uh, I have three or 90 days, which I think is like, what, three months to yeah. figure it out. Um, oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, which is a lot of time, and I really appreciated that. And yeah. I'm actually more excited than nervous because uh, I think a big part of my game that needs a little bit of work is angle and disc control. Like just, you know, being able to put it on the angle, it's no, it can do this, or I can put it on a slightly different angle. It's going to do this. And I think like starting with a new bag is going to kind of out with the old and with the new kind of vibe. Yeah. That makes sense. Like having mm-hmm. that, having a little bit of a fresh start. And so mm-hmm. that kind of takes me to my next question. I asked this to a lot of people who have bag changes, but yours, you know, being during a season is, is even more extreme. Um, do you think that you're going to try and when you're building your bag, do you think that you'll try and like find discs that work similar to ones you already have, or are you kind of just going to oh, yeah. work from scratch? Oh yeah. I'm going to try to find discs I already have. Like my, uh, my biggest staple of my bag are my Paige Pierce nukes. Okay. And I believe if I can beat in a Falcor or if I can get a lightweight Falcor, yeah. that will be the disc that's going to, you know, translate the most. Cause yeah. right now I have a, a new Falcor and it's a tad bit more stable than my newest titanium nuke. Okay. So I have high hopes. I just need it to beat in. Yeah, the Falcor, the Falcor is sweet. Really, mm-hmm. really good disc. Cool disc. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of the Falcor. What are some other discs that you've been messing around with? Would you say that you're like, how far into this process are you? Is there like a lot of molds that you feel like you can already switch over? Or is it kind of just oh, yeah. a starting point? 
Oh yeah, I was starting to throw, like once we kind of knew Prodigy was it, like I started putting some fairways in my bag. Like for example, the FX4 is my go-to fairway at this yeah. point. It's like FX4 and the F3. Like F3 if I need something a little bit understable, F4 if I need something to finish. So it's been a little, the only thing that's been a little difficult was the mid-ranges, just because okay. like, I love my buzzes and I love my trust. So yeah. okay. it's, it's hard finding something that's stable but glidey. Mm, for that okay. usually the stable ones are dumpy so i just gotta find the right disc yeah i i was uh i threw prodigy back in college we were sponsored by them back then mm. and actually the mids were something i grew to love i i liked mm. a lot of their mids in the 300 s plastic i don't okay, know how, okay. how much they make that anymore but i used to throw m1 m2 and m3 all in like their baseline plastics uh-huh. and i found that those ones had a lot more glide in those baseline plastics so something okay, to look good into to yeah um, good to know but they definitely they definitely have a lot of options. I really like uh, their putter lineup. What is uh what you, have you decided on a putter like your main putting putter yet? Oh yeah, I've been putting with the PA5 this whole time. The PA5? Yeah, PA5 Very and, interesting. Uh, 300 soft. Yes, it's glidey. Okay. I was going to the wind. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say very uh, their most understable putter. I don't think I've heard of people mm-hmm. putting with the PA4s. I've seen that um, a few times. I think Paige Pierce may have even messed around with the PA fours uh, back in the day. So PA fives, yeah, I was gonna say, mm-hmm. like, what is your style of putt? Do you just kind of you just need to have the glide play? Is that why you lean that way? Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, I need the glide because I like I'm a borderline hyzer putter, and so like the PA threes just kind of like it would get to the basket and just finish too much, and I didn't feel super comfortable starting it off the basket. But like the PA five, I can pick a chain length and it'll go straight on every distance. Yeah, that, you so know, that's, that's why that's... I like it. That's honestly a valid thought process. A lot of people do putt on hyzer, and they don't mm-hmm. really consider that, like, especially inside the circle, even if it's a PA5, it's not like you're going to flip it up and turn it over on a exactly. hyzer putt. So it does yeah. kind of make sense. You kind of just get mm-hmm. a pushing hyzer towards the basket, and it mm-hmm. won't fade as hard. Something to look into. I, I, I might be, yeah. need to take my own uh, advice there at some point. <laughs> um so is there one certain disc? I mean, obviously, you have the X3 as your signature disc, but is there one certain disc that's really jumping out? And you mentioned the FX4. I guess I'll ask, is there another one that you're, like, really excited to have in your bag? Yes, it's the H4V2. Oh, so okay. It's for me, yeah, for me, it's, like, my beaten in grace. So yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, it's still a bomber, but it's a little bit, in my opinion, a tad more trustworthy than the X3 in wind, and it goes pretty much just as far. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's so, like a s- small rim. It's super comfortable in the hand. Yeah. The all the hybrid like V two molds are really nice. Mm-hmm. I used to throw a few of those. Um, so you've been signed by Prodigy now, three year deal on their top level team. You know this is a company that has boasted FPO World Champions in the past. Like certainly mm-hmm. there's a history there. There'll be new expectations now. You know you're going to be on more people's radar. This is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Do you think you'll feel additional pressure now or is this something where, you know, it's kind of just confirmed your game and you have ultimate confidence moving forward? Uh, I think it's confirmed my game and it does give me a whole bunch of confidence, but it does, you know, adding more people to the light does freak me out a little bit Yeah. just because, you know, you get those keyboard warriors and sometimes they're not nice. (laughs) Certainly. I mean, you can't read the comments or like take it personally, but still it's just like, come on, dude. Why? Yeah, I it you know certainly it's it's always going to be there anytime there's a new signing, especially someone such as yourself who is newer to the game and it's kind of just burst onto the scene. But I think like you mentioned, you know, if anybody is thinking like, you know, who's Caroline Henderson, you know, she hasn't proven herself. Well, mm-hmm. every company was was, you know, calling for you, so you know, somebody had to somebody was going to exactly. sign you. <laughs> so like all this is me is time. Like I just need time to get more consistent. And some people are like, "Well, she's already there. She should already be that way." I'm like, "No." Right. 
<laughs> not really. Yeah, I, the the tour is is ultimately ultimately a learning curve, and you know mm-hmm. we've seen with a few players like Ella Hansen, for example, somebody who's developed over the years and is mm-hmm. now really starting to get to that. Uh, spot where she's consistently in contention. Holland Hanley is really quickly mm-hmm. um, on that on that development curve as well. So now that you've kind of had this great start to your season, you, you mentioned going into the season, just kind of getting your feet wet, seeing what happened. But now, all of a sudden, you've got these. You know, you had a top ten. You know, a couple really good finishes, and you got this big signing deal now with Prodigy. Have you kind of adjusted your goals now for moving forward for the season, or is it still just one event at a time? Yeah, uh, it's, you know, bottom line, it's still one event at a time, but I have adjusted my goals. I want to stay in the top 20 on tournaments that, like, I know I should do well in. Like, you know, Music City is, like, a great, like, it's a great course in my game. Like, the distance just matches up. Like, I don't expect myself, like, once we get into Woods Golf to do as well, just because it's a type of course that I'm not super familiar with. It's not what I learned to play on. So yeah. that's my goal is just stay in the top 20. And when my putting starts hitting, stay in the top 15, top 10. Yeah. And uh, do you feel like, um, like, is so you feel like your putting is probably like the one thing that if that clicks, that's going to push you into that winner circle maybe. Yes. Yeah. I think it's going to be that and it's going to be course management. So yeah. because like over the last few weeks, like my form has gotten like significantly more consistent just because these courses are so hard. So everything is very specific and yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think those two things are what's going to take me to the next level. But putting is kind of the biggest one. Like, like I think last tournament I had like eight putts that were for either birdie or for like I guess to get a bogey, and yeah. I like missed it. So I lost at least eight strokes on putting alone from like twenty feet. Like it's that yeah, <laughs> weird. It's 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 the name of the game is putting. It's mm-hmm. it's the hardest thing, and it seems like for so many players in FPO uh, especially like. Like you meant, I think putting and course management are the two big ones because I think mm-hmm. um, course management, like I think that's why Kristen succeeds as much as she does. I think she's one oh, of yeah. the better better ones in the game at, at just mm-hmm. playing within her game. And then putting, you see so many players that are are crippled by that essentially that could mm-hmm. be dominating but are losing so many strokes on the putting green. Um, exactly. Certainly, certainly going to be interesting. Do you kind of like you know now that you've started your career um do you have a timeline in mind for your career as things move forward like by this year i want to be competing for a world title is there something like that in your mind or are you trying to stay within the moment uh stay within the moment but like next year like i think i could be competing for like a big title because i because i just changed my putting after vegas and even still now like it's still super back and forth and so i think after about a year and a half i think it's gonna be quite consistent Okay. Yeah, we'll definitely. Target. Definitely makes sense. Well, Caroline, um, really excited to have you on today. New signee of Prodigy Disc. Uh, it's it's awesome to have the exclusive announcement here on the Trevor Staub Show. First time that's happened for me, so I'm I'm really pumped to have that going on. Cool. Um, hopefully, we have some Prodigy fans um, watching and listening here. Everybody's going to make sure to have an eye out for Caroline this season as she continues with Prodigy Disc now. So, Caroline, thanks for joining the show today. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. All right, thanks once again to Caroline for coming on the show and doing that exclusive announcement here on the Trevor Stop Show. Really cool. It's always been a dream of mine to have news breaking on my show, hopefully something that will continue to happen in the future. Big shout-out to Prodigy for making that work with me, and also big uh, big shout-out to Caroline for making that deal happen. That's pretty awesome that she's been signed so early in her career. Be interested to see what happens in the future moving forward. But without further ado, we will be back next week with another great episode, and we will see you then.